0: The Sisters Grimm Podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please, listen at your own discretion. Tip-toe through the window. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit you must acquit the most notorious serial killer in the nation the
1: light stalker the boston strangler the son of sam the infamous zodiac killer what's your favorite scary
0: movie hi i'm jackie wanna play get away from her you bitch welcome to the sister's podcast Welcome to the Sisters Grimm Podcast. Happy Holidays. Yes. Christmas. Hanukkah. Don't know when it happened this year. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa.
1: Hanukkah starts on the 26th.
0: Oh, yeah, I think I remember hearing about that. Um, Speaking of Christmas and uh, tangentially related things... Have you ever heard the David Bowie and Bing Crosby song where they sing the little drummer boy and then David Bowie Probably. comes in and is like, Peace on earth.
1: I'm sure. Can
0: it be? I was watching that on my walk here. Watching? And, yeah, on YouTube. And it literally starts out where, like, David Bowie goes over to this guy's house and Bing Crosby just happens to be there. Luck. And neither of them know who one another are. Hello. It's the 80s <laughs> or something. I don't know. But then, like, um like david bowie keeps being like hey where's my friend and he's like i don't know how about we just like sing this duet together christmas music
1: videos like christmas music music videos are like wild like the fucking um hey santa one with um
0: wilson phillips yeah that was crazy i don't know if i've ever seen that one it's wild All I can think of is that one song because they're like on the beach and I'm like, man, I feel bad for that one because they're wearing jeans, Mm -hmm. long jeans, long long jeans on the the beach, beach. long jeans on the beach with my friend Peach. Okay, (laughs) anywho, speaking of Peach and December twenty sixth, that's when the TV show You comes back.
1: I thought you were going to talk about the fact that Fuck knows got impeached, but that has nothing to do with January twenty sixth.
0: Yep, Fuck knows our forty fifth (laughs) president. So... We're back. Part three. Part three Because BTK did a lot of weird, gross stuff. And it took place over a long period of time, and it has very complex and has lots of things. So this is BTK part three. Whoop, whoop. The Capture, Confession, and Conviction. Hey. So... (laughs) Yeah, that's what that needed. Um, So, last episode, we went through uh, the murders, talking about the victims and their lives and how Raider brutally stole that from them. But I wanted to save the police investigation stuff that was going on at the same time. Right. Right. Because it's just
1: so much info. It's a lot of And it was happening concurrently.
0: Well, and then the fact... It just... It made more sense to me... Uh, because like they're parallel stories. Yeah, like the like what Raider was doing and what the police were doing because it took so long,
1: because they had no idea.
0: Yeah, because they were like decades. Yeah, and we're we gonna get into that.
1: Let's dive into it, everybody.
0: Yeah, So. For this episode, I gleaned a lot of information. Gleaned? From... Yeah, I w- must have been prepping for the SATs when I wrote these notes.
1: Wow. Yeah,
0: um, from du- John Douglas's book, again. Um, I hope Tuesdays. Yeah,
1: Tuesdays snores are going to definitely pick up, but that's okay, because she's cozy. She's
0: cozy, and it just adds to the Christmas episode. She just ate yeah. like,
1: three pieces of chicken, At so my... she's probably feeling real
0: good. Uh-huh. Um, so I actually watched this really cool um uh, like presentation that was given at the Boston College Connell School of Nursing that's called the Minds Behind Mindhunter uh. um, and so I finally definitively found out which character like which characters match up with like the actual people in real life that were in the behavioral science unit cool and so John Douglas is Holden Detective Tench um, is based off of real life detective Robert Ressler and then Anne Burgess is the psychiatrist And she and John were, like, talking about, like, the show and, like, what aspects of it, you know, were real and, like, what it was actually, like, during the time for them. And uh, let me see. So uh, the one thing I thought that was interesting um, is that... John Douglas, first of all, is very adorable, but he explained that the main difference between the TV show and real life was that he only ever used that tape recorder for one interview. Yeah. Uh, Because he explained that gaining the trust of the killers like Manson, Speck, and Kemper would have been very hard to do Mm -hmm. if he was constantly taping them.
1: David Fincher thinks it's sexy to use machines.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How often is David Fincher um, interviewing serial killers? He made all of Mine Hunter. Oh, doy. The sorry, I didn't put those two things together at all. Idiot. Um, and so he. For was, those of you who don't know, David Fincher is the director. And he's really good at. Um, Morgan's obsessed. She has a girl with the dragon tattoo. Tattoo, tattoo on her back, <laughs> but it is not a dragon.
1: No, it's not. It's just David Fincher's face.
0: It's <laughs> the girl with the tagline for the dragon tattoo on her back. <laughs> That's what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, like he didn't even take notes during it. Just afterwards, he would like write everything down. Yeah. So I also I watched
1: because you'd be so com- like you know compelled and like
0: mm-hmm. I would yeah. remember everything. No, yeah, very sh- true. So you can watch Raider's entire confession that he gives to the judge in court, and he looks like an old schnauzer,
1: <laughs> and
0: like the way he talks. Yeah, he really
1: like the brows. They're insane. It's the
0: the 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 beard situation he has. But that his makes his brows
1: go like out, like like um... fireworks.
0: Yeah, like they're trying to break away from his face. Like they they know what's they they're know wild. what's wrong. They're wild. They don't, wa- don't want to see what's gonna happen. So also, I asked Alexa um, what she knew about BTK, and she could probably do this podcast herself. Yeah, <laughs> no, totally. Also, um, interesting thing because Morgan and I've been watching these like videos, and we did one where it was like a CSI person watches CSI TV shows. Oh yeah, did you watch that one? Uh, no. Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> we few. watched it together. Duh. Um, um, sorry. And they talked about in it how like people never actually used the word unsub, mm-hmm. which is like unknown subject. But like, I when I read was reading John Douglas's book. That's like basically all he referred to BTK as, and I was like, ah, oh, cool. which is
1: weird because it's like you know who he is
0: exactly, right? So maybe he was like talking at the time. I don't know. Author's processes are interesting. Mm-hmm. So, this is like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, are dead style. Um, so, because like I said, we're doing what, I'm going back to the actual murder. Yeah, so
1: and now we're, we're going back to like the first murder, so now which was seventy. It was
0: 1974, January fourth. Whoa, how do I remember that? Well, y- did you listen to our podcast or pay attention? Yeah, but that was to- a while ago. Yeah, no, I completely understand. Because um, like I wasn't sure how I was going to do it Like, but we actually already talked about that. Be back. Anyway. So, going back to the Otero murders. Quick recap. It was the mother, father, young son, and daughter. They were all found dead in their home by the older children. The little one was hung. The little girl was hung. Yeah. Um,
1: And the dad and the son had been, like, suffocated. Is that asphyxiation?
0: Um... I don't know if I had it written down. Because he didn't strangle them because
1: he couldn't. So he used the bags. Well, yeah,
0: I think it was in the last episode where I explained the difference yeah. between asphyxiation and strangling. Oh, well, then
1: we don't have to do that again. <laughs> I,
0: at least I think I did. Like one has to do with lack, lack of blood. Maybe we didn't. I don't remember. But like one has to do, like asphyxiation is lack of blood flow to your brain. Mm-hmm. Whereas being strangled is like your brain. Breaking the neck, kind of. I don't but you know. also can't breathe. True story. Well, it's harder to break someone because you can't neck. breathe if your throat is well, shut. <laughs> so Joey would have died much quicker mm-hmm. because asphyxiation takes longer. Ugh. But as Dennis learned before with this, because he would like go back and strangle his victims multiple times because mm-hmm. they kept coming too. It's very hard to strangle someone, yeah. and like you, usually they die from you die from strangulation. Like uh, one like your artery, I forget which one it's called. I don't want to say the wrong one, Carotid. but like maybe, uh, but like something will get like snapped. I don't remember. Yeah. But so that is what happened. That's kind of and the then drownings like a
1: whole other thing too, because a lot of the times it's the water filling up your lungs.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, that's a whole different story. Google though. it. Google it. Um, so. Uh, Last episode, we talked a little bit about the theories that the police had behind these murders uh, regarding the killer entering the house. They hypothesized that Josie could have possibly been taking trash outside where, I use the word unsub here, grabbed her and brought her inside second theory was that the suspect grabbed Joey and brought him inside. But what they didn't know was that Raider just happened to be at the Otero's back door when Joey opened it. And then he just forced his way into the house. Yeah. The police were able to determine, uh, that Joe... Oh, I think I talk about it here. Um... The police were able to determine that Joseph, Julie, and Josie had all been strangled, but Joey had died of asphyxiation. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I didn't know the difference between the two, so I'm going to spill the tea because I fucked up a couple seconds ago. Um, Asphyxiation doesn't last as long. Like I said, Joey had t-shirts and a plastic bag wrapped around his head and his body was not able to give enough oxygen to his brain, but strangulation is compressing the airway. And it damages your larynx and it fractures bones in your neck. So anyone who knew I'm sorry, were you gonna say something? No. Oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. You looked like you, um or no, I I'm I heard so enthralled. Um, thanks. Anyone who knew the Oteros were questioned, but nothing ever came of it. Even though Josie Otero had been murdered in such a sexually sadistic way, the police thought something was
1: like drug related, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Or like someone was specifically targeting their family, which he, kind of was true. That is, Cause didn't he study them for a little bit? Yeah, he, he was totally, like gross. Yeah,
1: he stalked and he had stakeouts that he named and put in his little notebook, like a little fucking
0: girl, a, a little fucking piece of garbage. Because girl isn't an insult. I know it's okay, like a little dumbass. Um... And, like you said, regarding narcotics or someone wanting to cause Julie harm. Um, And other than that, they had nothing to go off of. So, going to Kathy Bright, who was also murdered in 1974. Kathy's murder. She was with her brother. um, Yeah, and the brother got away. And the brother got away. Um, It wasn't immediately connected to the Otero case due to the M.O. Because Kathy had been stabbed and the Oteros had been strangled slash asphyxiated. It wasn't until four years later that Rader got cocky and wrote a letter to the police saying, you guessed the motive and the victim. Detectives interviewed Kevin, who was able to give a detailed description of his attacker. Even John Douglas said that he had never seen such an accurate police sketch before, like when he did see Dennis Rader. Whoa. Yeah. But at the time, the police weren't as sure, and some believe that Kevin could have gotten the details wrong because he was suffering from a concussion at the time. But apparently, it was pretty spot up. Yeah, he got shot in the head like twice, right? Plus, yeah, and there also weren't any other witnesses. So, other than the nylons used to tie up the brights, police couldn't find any other evidence at the house. They found some weed, and they thought that maybe it had been a drug deal gone wrong, but Kathy's sister said that sometimes she and Kathy would get high recreationally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like any good sisters do. Um, and so due to the small amount of pot found, they ruled out the drug connection.
1: Yeah, like you find, like a, like what, like half a gram of weed, and you're like, it's drug related.
0: Yeah, and then in the 70s, it was probably so bad. Like, why would you arrest someone for, like, shitty weed? You... Right. You shouldn't that's that's a crime in itself. So another reason it was hard to pinpoint the attacker was because all the victims were considered low risk. Nothing in their past would suggest that they would be involved in any sort of violent, yeah. you know, part of any violent crime. The first break in the case was when a local man who'd been arrested several times for deviant behavior including having sex with a duck. I'm sorry. Me too for the duck. Or duck? Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Ew. He he also molested a five-year-old girl. It's fucking disgusting. Wait, what about this guy? Disgusting. He was arrested, and while he was being questioned, they mentioned the Otero case to him. Uh Uh-huh. And he and some of his friends were kind of trying to take blame for the Otero case. Uh Oh. So, the detectives knew it was bullshit, and the... Uh, but it did not stop the local paper, the Wichita... Hi, Tuesday. It did not stop the Wichita Eagle from printing an article about how the men were, like, trying to be, at least, um, connected to the Otero murders. Mm-hmm. And Rader saw the article and got pissed and of was course. like, oh, hell no. He was... Like,
1: oh my god, he's he so gross. He's like,
0: um, I'm not gonna let someone else, like, right. get the glory of my kills. Right, so, and make it,
1: like, seem like it's, like, that, like, yeah, a drug he thing. And like wanted a...
0: The, yeah, he wanted the credit for his murders. So, because of his ego, he wanted to make sure the media and the police knew that it was BTK. He called, there was an Otero hotline um, for people to say any information mm-hmm. they had regarding the case, and he told them that there would be a letter in the specific book at the local library. What? And inside, um, oh no, I already said that. There would be a letter in a book, in a specific book at a library. So they went and uh, sure enough, it was there. And the letter started with, I write this letter for you and the sake of all the taxpayers as well as your time. Those three dudes you have in custody are just talking to get publicity for the Utero murders. They know nothing at all. I did it all by myself and no one's help. There has no... uh, He said also, there's been no talk either. Let's put it straight. What? Yeah. So then he wrote down every single detail of every single murder of the Otero family down to what they were wearing, how he killed them, how their bodies were placed. Details. Obviously, the police never released... the public so the Wichita police were really hesitant about having a press conference about the fact that there may be a murderer in Wichita and they didn't want to start people you know scrambling and being really afraid they also wanted to keep everything a secret and not let the public know about the letter in specific because at the time police thought it would make the killer murder again if they gave in to his wishes but a different newspaper printed the letter and a psychologist said that printing it could potentially save more victims because the killer would be relishing in the media attention Um, but neither worked unfortunately as we know Um, at the end of the letter Raider wrote yours truly guilty (laughs) yeah Um, P.S. since sex criminals do not change their M.O. by nature or by nature cannot do so I will not change mine the code word for me will be bind them torture them kill them BTK.
1: Mm. So the first letter he said that.
0: Yes. Um, so now we're going to 1977 when Raider killed Shirley Vian. Uh, she was with her children. They were sick. They, uh, oh, the this is the one
1: who had the cold and he was a dick.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or they had the flu or whatever. Yes, yeah. Even more of a dick than to the other people he murdered. Um, but, uh, he locked the kids in the bathroom and they just pounded relentlessly on the door Eventually, they were able to break free, and they found their mom's body, and they ran to a neighbor's house and Mm -hmm. called the police. When questioning the children, they said it was a dark-haired man in his late 30s to 40s with a heavy build, but the police didn't put a lot of faith into their testimony. Why? It was the 70s. The kids were 9, 7, and 4. They didn't think they were very reliable. I think maybe... I mean, that at least gives them some information about what he looks like. Yeah. Like, at least put it down on a post-it note. Yeah, geez louise. File it away somewhere, guys. Somewhere. Don't discredit that. uh, Because they're not far off. Um, The police classified the murder as a sex crime. Shirley had been found naked, but there wasn't any semen present at the crime scene. Some police... Or police... Uh, said that maybe he had came into a pair of her panties and brought them with him. And they weren't wrong, because Dennis still did steal some of Shirley's underpants, Mm -hmm. as we talked about. Uh, The murder, again, was not initially... I hope he
1: got sick. Like, I hope he caught the flu from them.
0: Yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that was the cooling off period, because he got sick. Yeah, Yeah, I hope he got very sick. Me too. I hope he had fucking shit coming out of his mouth and diarrhea coming out of his mouth mm-hmm. um, so again uh, not initially connected to the Otero case regardless of the fact that both victims had been strangled and that the children were separated from their mother but because the phone lines hadn't been cut and the killer hadn't done anything to the children they weren't considered connected although from mm. the last episode I talked about how Raider wished that he had been able to have more time so that he could have done stuff to the kids right? So, but they didn't know that. Uh, Also, even though Shirley had been bound and strangled in a manner matching the Oteros, the paramedics had removed and gotten rid of all of the bindings before the police could find the similarities to the Otero case. Mm -hmm. Good job, paramedics. Um, But, like, also, good job, paramedics. Yeah. We truly appreciate you. Uh, one officer who inspected the crime scene said it looked a lot like the Otero case, but his fellow officers vehemently did not agree. Hmm. They said he shouldn't speculate, and there wasn't enough evidence, and That's there were- a
1: lot of stuff. That's, like, that happens a lot, though, when people, like, jump, like, good, like, see, like, CSI people, like, they don't jump to conclusions like that. Well, I feel... Because also- that instantly can, like, throw you off of something else. But,
0: I mean, but then... There's always those cops that, like, they have, like, those gut feelings. Yeah. And sometimes they're wrong, obviously, but sometimes they're right. And this guy wasn't wrong. This guy was pretty right. Um, but they, and so, I mean, but they were also scared. They yeah. didn't want it to be a serial killer. So, ironically, at this time, ADT became more and more popular, and several people in Wichita had security systems installed because of BTK. Which I know, BTK, that's crazy. Yeah. Which BTK was like Mr. Burns, like, with his fingers together. Oh, being really? like mm-hmm. <laughs> So gross. Um, one detective said that they could be dealing with a sexual pervert who picked his victims at random, but when talking to the FBI, serial killer was not in the public lexicon yet, and they couldn't believe that someone was just killing people at random without some sort of motive. Um, that made sense. At the time, John Douglas and other members of the Behavioral Science Unit were just beginning their research on serial killers.
1: Um, Yeah, they had, like, just coined the term.
0: mm -hmm. They still hadn't quite figured out cooling periods, um, uh, cooling off periods, rather, that is, which made them believe that the person who killed the Oteros couldn't be linked because it happened three years later. So they're like, well, they're probably either gone or if it was a criminal, they're in prison. You know, they hadn't made that connection Mm -hmm. yet. So uh, also in 77, there was Nancy Joe, and she, uh, the morning of December 8th, Raider killed her and he was so excited. Is she
1: the one who like gave him shit?
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. The one who, like, sat, uh um, Like, smoked
1: a cigarette and was like, fuck you.
0: Was, like, Sharon stoning it and just, like, sitting there and, um... Yeah. Just, like, smoking and being like, get the fuck out of... A yeah. lot." A lot of them were like, get the fuck out of my house, dude. Right.
1: Because that's, like, the first thing you say. That's, like, when that guy was, like, sleeping in the stairway of my apartment the other day. The first <laughs>
0: thing I said was, like, get out of here. Yeah. It's just, like... Sometimes it's just, like, human nature to be like, hey, pal, bye. Um... So um, he was excited because Nancy Joe he considered the perfect kill. Like everything went off perfectly. I wish, like, Morgan, I wish eye rolls made a noise because Morgan's eye rolls <laughs> are really good in this.
1: Because um, I think he's such a d bag.
0: Exactly. So, but and you'll think so even more now because he was so excited that he called a 911 dispatcher from a payphone and said, You will find a homicide at 843 South Pershing, Nancy Fox. And the dispatcher asked for more details, but Dennis dropped the phone, leaving the line dead for a few moments. Oh my God. Then he picked up the phone and said that he was an off-duty firefighter and he just needed to use the phone and he had just seen a man running away after dropping the phone. His theatrics are unforgivable. It's just so much. Like, oh, no. Oh, my God. If you could yeah. have just
1: left the phone.
0: You could have just not called. <laughs> yeah, they would have found them. They always do. Like, Wyatt in the part of, like, like this firefighter being like, oh, my God, I just saw a guy running away. Hey, there's a guy running away from this phone. Who's this? He looked like an <laughs> angry schnauzer. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, um, I just was going to call someone. Oh, you happen? Do you think to be he started hitting weird? buttons and the the person on the other line was like, "Hello"? No, he like dropped the f- pretended to like be like to just drop the phone, like, because like the person was like, "Yeah, the person who was here before just let the phone dangle," but it was Raider because he's a dumb piece of crap. Yeah, um, an officer went to Nancy's house and no one answered the door. He saw the phone line had been cut, and when he looked in the window, he could see ha- uh naked. Nancy's half naked body on the floor. When police got to the body, they found a nightgown near Nancy's head and there were semen stains covering the floor. I know this is incredibly gross, but Raider came like ropes of cum. I know I know you hate that especially mm-hmm. Morgan, but he literally came so much um that when the semen uh, was found at the Otero case. The med- medical examiners were like, "This is way too much cum for one person," and did an experiment what? to see if one person could produce such a large so amount. So he came
1: multiple times, or
0: that is actually a possibility. I mean, he I mean, could have some guys and come a lot. Sometimes come. A lot. I mean, I was unable to find the test results, but like, oh, fuck. and some people can. That doesn't matter. Yeah, it's not important.
1: I want to say on command.
0: So finally, detectives 100% connected Nancy's murder to BTK. It fit the same M.O. as the Oteros, but there were still other officers who disagreed. But, like, why? There was so much fucking evidence. Like, how how could you not, unless you're just in denial with yourself? Mm Mm-hmm. Police were again faced with the question of whether to go public with the murder of Nancy Joe, and in the end, decided to hold a press conference because it seemed like no matter what they did, the killer was not going to stop. Mm-hmm. And by this point, the general public needed to know. They needed to know because they need to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Raider became cockier and cockier, and this is when, this is when he, like, really starts communicating with the media. Wait, police. can I read
1: his next one? Because it looks like it's written, like, a poem.
0: Oh, yeah. We're about to get to his poems. I talked last oh, week. Oh, my God. The last episode of his poems. I need, I feel like I need to read it because he spells things wrong so much. Do okay. you But do you want to read this one? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you, uh, so January 18th, 1978, Rader dropped off a poem he had written uh, and he addressed it to the Wichita Eagle and it was about Shirley.
1: Okay. Shirley locks, Shirley locks, wilt thou be mine? Thou shalt not scream, nor yet feed the line, but lay on a cushion and think of me and death. And now it's going to be signed BTK. None of that rhymed.
0: Yeah, no, he's None not, of that
1: rhymed, none of it made sense. That was dumb. He's
0: not good. No. He's not good. Yeah. He's really bad. Um The newspaper, unfortunately, never printed this poem because they didn't want to start a panic, and also it was really bad. Yeah,
1: they were like, honestly, like, no one's gonna read this. Uh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Also, so he misspells words a lot, Mm -hmm. and I think it might be to make it seem like he was dumber than he actually was, but he actually was pretty dumb. But, like, I think he did it as a way to make it seem like... He did a lot of random things. A lot of random things. So, Raider was mad that that shitty poem wasn't printed. So, to <laughs> get um, some attention, he sent another poem to a local TV station called... Oh, Death to Nancy. <laughs> Do you want to read this one, too? Sure. Okay, it's got some... Uh, it's got some... Spe- I think I can Like, I don't it know out. what that word is.
1: What is this that... Can see cold, icy hands taking hold of me. For death has come, and you all can see. Hell has opened its gate to trick me over for another year. I'll stuff your jaws till you can't talk. I'll bing your legs till you can't walk. <laughs> I'll tie your hands till you can't make a stand. <laughs> And finally, I'll close your eyes so you can't see. I'll bring sexual death onto you for me.
0: You all, You left out the line where he says, oh, death. Where? <laughs> right there. He says, oh, death. But that's oh. fine. You read that one. What the
1: actual fuck? I think he
0: may have had a ghostwriter, because that one actually... No. <laughs> it's equally really bad. No, it it does, like, a bunch of... It's, like, a two-paragraph... Like, it's insane. It's And he spelled bind, the main word, in the first letter of his thing, and he spelled it uh, bing. No, I'll you bing didn't your read legs. It lo- you didn't read it wrong. <laughs> I'll bing your legs. I'll bing your... Chandler Bing. Um, there was also... Okay, Hi, Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> There was also a drawing of a woman bound and gagged, along with a two-page note that was littered, like I said, with grammar and uh, spelling errors. Uh, he ended his letter with, how many times do I have to kill before I get a name in the paper of some- Ew, or some sort uh, of nat- national attention? Yeah. Do the cops not think those deaths are related? Whoa. Yeah, so...
1: He's literally doing the job for them.
0: Basically. Because um, he's such
1: a dumbass.
0: He's a dumbass. So, Rader corresponded with the media and police for a while. One of his letters had a stimble. A stimble. A symbol and a symbol. A symbol that stood for BTK. Uh, basically, the B was boobs, and the T and K are kind of just tucked in there. Oh, my
1: God. And
0: some people... Because people, like, were really studying this. Because, I mean, it was fucking 30-year, guys. They were, like, pulling at whatever straws they could. They were like, maybe he wears glasses. Maybe he kills people who wears glasses. Because glasses, people who died, he killed, wore glasses. So they thought the bee was glasses, but it's tits. <sighs> it's tits. Them were Those were titties. So, for those of you who have seen Mindhunter Season 2, you remember that they... Uh, interviewed David Berkowitz, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. the Son of Sam, a.k.a. the 22 caliber killer. Mm -hmm. John Douglas, the actual Mindhunter, wanted an interview with Berkowitz and used the BTK case as a means of doing so. He told Berkowitz, if you want to learn about how to paint, you don't read about it in a book, you go straight to the artist. Mm -hmm. And, like, Berkowitz was, like, kind of standoffish. He's like, I ain't no artist. He's like... And, like... Just like on the show, like John um was so good at like getting a serial killer to talk because he would like, you know, like stroke his ego. He was like, yeah, What he are you was th- just a good conversation. Yeah, he's honest. like, What are you talking? You're not an artist. You got away with all of this, you did all of the stuff. And so he was hesitant still. So Douglas told Berkowitz that there was a serial killer in Kansas who idolized him. Because mm. in a letter he had sent to the police, BTK said, You don't understand these things because you aren't under the influence of Factor X. Ugh. Yeah, I know. The same Ugh. Yeah. The same thing that made... Ugh. <laughs> same thing that made Son of Sam, Jack the Ripper, Harvey Glattman, Boston Strangler, Dr. H.H. H. Holmes, the Pantyhose Strangler of Florida, Ted of the West Coast, and many more. Hmm. Ted of the West Coast, obviously being Ted Bundy. Hmm. Um, are... Didn't know him by that name. Yes. Uh, also, Ted of the West Coast. Ted of the West Coast. They also, I think, much, I, they, Holden says, I remember him saying that, or somebody talking about that in the second season. Um, Berkus, Berkowitz, rather, was in disbelief that someone would have such admiration for his killings, but it was enough of stroking his ego for Douglas to get five hours worth of Berkowitz detailing all of his crimes. Damn. Yeah. So moving on to 1984 it's been seven years since BTK had killed anyone. Even though so much time had passed the police had set up a task force to capture BTK. One officer um like overheard someone and like two officers were like talking cause there was a bunch of these other detectives and stuff behind closed doors and he's like what are they doing in there? And there's like trying to ch- trying to chase a ghost. Hmm. And so they became the Ghostbusters. Hmm. Had that movie already come out? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, that would have been crazy if it hadn't been. Um, right. It's
1: like, wow, someone's stolen the Yeah. Uh,
0: well, also, I think there might have been a poster about it. And so, but I mean, literally, they were, it was like, it's like sm- catching smoke with your bare hands. Um, shout out to Harry Potter. So, one member of the task force was a man named Ken Lentwear and he was a longtime chief. He was close to retirement, and he wanted to catch BTK before he fucking retired. The Ghostbusters met with the FBI, a.k.a. John Douglas, and his team, and they began going through crime scenes, evidence, and DNA, because obviously in the past 10 years since, uh, you know, the Otero case... DNA processing had drastically improved, so the Ghostbusters narrowed down a list of suspects that they felt best best fit the profile for BTK. Mm-hmm. The task force had to, unfortunately, ask the wives of the suspects some incredibly, uh, let's say, personal questions. Like, they, what did they jerk off to? Um... Kind of in that vein, they asked things like, does your husband like, like having sex up? from behind? Oh, who does Or does your husband like anal? Because mm. in the drawings, BTK accentuated the woman's butt a lot, which is totally cool. Um, mm-hmm. The Ghostbusters tested the subjects for DNA by asking for blood samples, but unfortunately nothing ever matched up. It was a very smart way, I think, to try and find the BTK killer. They had more technology for DNA at this mm-hmm. time, but unfortunately- This is what year, 90? 90... This is 84, so oh, okay. this is 10 years after. But, like I said before, the plan did not work out. The Ghostbusters failed to find any new leads in the case, and They hate the <laughs> Ghostbusters.
1: Yeah. Um, That's just as lame. Uh, yeah. It's like well, BTK gave himself names and they did too? Like, ugh.
0: Whatever. Maybe it was something everyone else called it. <laughs> But either way, since you hate it, apparently, it was, it's not, it disbanded in 1987. Good. I'm just and, uh, unlike Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Remus, and Ernie Hudson, the task force never caught their ghost. Well, the majority uh, of them did.
1: Right, because they probably all retired, right? Well,
0: um, no, uh, what's his name? Ken, uh, Landward stays in it strong the love whole that, time. I that, love that. This was his baby. Marine Hedge, uh, she was the one who was killed in 1985. Um, She was the one who lived in his neighborhood, only six houses down, and he moved her body to a ditch, which was found nine days later. It was hidden under some brush, and the police uh, found her car and her purse a couple miles away, and all her IDs had been like all identification was taken. There was a loop of knotted pantyhose near Marine's head, and so obviously be. TK came to everyone's mind. Mm-hmm. By this point, he laid out in grand detail how he killed women by strangling them so it would be hard not to suspect BTK, but he still was not connected to it because of the mm. cooling off period and because this the murder... The cooling off
1: period really throws people off. It really is.
0: And also, this murder happened to take place in Park City, not Wichita, because mm, right. Dennis lived in Park City, which is, like, outside of Wichita. Mm-hmm. Um there were obviously talk amongst Raiders' neighbors um about the murder and he creepily wondered what they thought if they knew all of the disturbing details. Of course he cared. Raider heard one of his neighbors say that maybe Marine's boyfriend had killed her, but Raider was like no he didn't He's like they're like what and he's like uh I mean I don't know. I mean
1: uh uh I mean yeah the no- sour cream dips really good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> No, this is it's like uh pass me that hot dish. This right. casserole's great. Oh, this pizza casserole's great, Betty. Mm, pizza soup. Mm, pizza soup. <laughs> <laughs> uh so, well, this gets sad. Uh so in 1986, Raider killed Vicky Weigherl mm-hmm. um while her 2-year-old son was in the house Her husband was the one who came home from lunch and was unable to find her right. for 45 minutes. In most cases, oh, yeah. people suspect the husband first. Well, questioning Vicky's husband Bill, he did not show a lot of emotion at all. But people who were close to Bill knew that Bill was very slow to reveal his emotions, but to the police this came off as very cold-hearted. Mm-hmm. Detectives knew that they had to act fast. If they were going to need to rule Bill out as a suspect, they needed to like grill him, so they like went at him so hard like in the interview process. Asking him if he was having an affair, why he waited so long to call the police, and they asked him to take a lie detector test, which he agreed to do, and he failed it twice. Dang. Lie detector tests are usually completely inadmissible, though, in court, because they can be so inaccurate. And, if you think about it, if a husband who had just found his wife murdered, like, murdered body... That's why
1: they're not good, because people who are already worked up because of something crazy... Exactly. They're... It's just all gonna be like really messed exactly. up exactly so they really yeah
0: mm-hmm. so that kind of thing where like you're you I mean you can't control your heart rate or anything like that it's going to give false guilt mm-hmm. and he was never ever charged with her murder hours um after the ghostbusters went to vicky's home they studied the crime scene the bindings and the reports. But they could tell that Bill was innocent. But this put them in an awkward position. Because at the time the police were grilling Bill. And they thought it was Bill. And they didn't want to contradict what the police were doing. Because it's kind of like a, you know, don't step on the other mm-hmm. cop's feet kind of thing. Um, you want to treat it respectfully. Kind of kind common courtesy amongst cops. And so they kind of kept it to themselves. Um, Vicki and Bill's two year old son who had been home during the murder told the police man hurt mommy. Mm. And this is just my personal speculation, but I believe that the, what the task force actually thought this too, was that like a child would not say a man. They would say dad hurt mommy. Yeah. A little kid isn't going to say, I a mean, man. you
1: never know. You never but like, know. Most likely yes.
0: But yeah, no, it, they would, they, I they would yours. say dad. <laughs> I know. Oh, sisters. Um, Any Fast forward to 1991 when Dolores D. Davis was murdered by BTK. She was one of the other women who was like, get the fuck out of my house, motherfucker. Um, Also, his last kill. Uh, She lived out in the boonies again, surrounded by fields and scarce neighbors, but Reader lived close and was lazy again and killed someone who lived too close to home. The day after D. was murdered, offend... Uh, came around to her house to work on Dee's car which uh, was in the driveway and D had told him that it was going to be in the garage and had left the garage open for him so that he could work on it so he opened the garage door and noticed that the back door was completely open um, the phone lines had been cut and he saw the cement brick and the, all the glass because remember mm-hmm. Raider had like thrown the brick through the window um, and he also saw that all of Dee's bedding was missing so he left the house to find a payphone since obviously all the phone were cut there right. um and he called the police a bunch of search parties were created but it was a not until almost 2 weeks after her body had gone missing that a teenager walking through the woods with a stray dog I guess him and just the dog were friends and would, like, go walking in the, like, forest together. Mm -hmm. I don't really understand their relationship. But anywho, they were walking through the forest and the dog, like, started going under this bridge. The bridge where Dennis Rader had dropped the body and the guy was like, come on dog I, if it's not your dog what do you call him
1: <laughs> i would say buddy I'd be
0: like hey come on he'd be like hey doggo come on doggo come but, by me please but doggo did not come because doggo had found d's body and so the kid saw d's body wrapped in a bed sheet and near the body was the mask mm-hmm. and he got really freaked out obviously and went and got the police Investigators found Dee's body and saw that she had pantyhose tied around her neck. Her hands were tied with pantyhose behind her back and her ankles had also been bound with pantyhose. Later, when police searched the house, they found that several of Dee's pantyhose and underpants were missing. Hmm. They noted the similarities between Dee and the uh, Marine murder... Marine murder, which happened uh, six years prior, but both were found tied up, strangled, taken to other locations, and the phone lines had been cut. But they were not connected to BTK because these women were slightly older than BTK's other alleged victims. Mm-hmm. So he was ruled out as a possible suspect. Several years passed. The BTK case goes cold, and police start to think that maybe BTK had died, and Ooh, that all changed.
1: Coulda, coulda.
0: But it all changed in Dun-dun. 2004.
1: Best year
0: since... Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I am, my notes have now are on a yellow legal pad. Oh, man, I got peanut butter Yeah, we're on changing it. formats.
1: Peanut butter? Were you yeah, having a peanut, peanut butter spoon?
0: No, I was having an actual sandwich. Oh, yum. Sandwich. So, uh, it was the 30th anniversary of the Otero murders. Um, in 2004, and the Wichita Eagle wrote an article about it. Wow. But it talked about how, um, like, BTK had faded away and barely anyone remembered him at the time. But if anyone did have any information or could find, like, any trophies of the killer, um, let police know. Raider read this article and was insulted. It had been 13 wow. years since he'd last, like, killed, killed someone. someone. And he was at that point, like after he killed Dolores, he, you know, he wanted to, you know, resist the temptation um, to kill anyone. And he also wanted to resist the temptation to contact the media or the police. But at this time, he was still stalking women. He just never followed through. And at the time that he was caught, he was planning on killing again. So, Rader found, obviously, that this was impossible to ignore. That this, like, letter, like, this, or this article, rather, was, like, the strut that broke the camel's back. Uh, his ego got the best of him, and he went to his trophy stash, and he took out Vicky oh, Wendell's driver's license. Yes. And th- this, again, not a murder connected to the BTK. So on March 19th of 2004, a letter at the Eagle came to an assistant and they opened it and found like a grainy photocopy that had three Polaroid photos on it um, of a woman who was laying on the floor and also Vicky's driver's license. Yeah. Above the letter were a bunch of just random letters and numbers, but BTK's symbol was drawn on the letter. Vicky, like I said, murder was still involved. And as far as police knew, BTK was uh, that his last victim was Nancy Joe. Mm-hmm. So this linked him to Vicky, because now he's like, I want all the attention for right. all of these murders. <clears throat> the return address, this is where he gets stupid again. Whenever he talks to the media, it's stupid. Yeah, always. The return address had the name Bill Thomas Killman, which would be the initials for btk wow. also what a poorly thought out last name literally kill man <laughs> yeah right it'd be like your last name beating like murder guy
1: i'm the killer
0: yeah <laughs> 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 actually i'm beat yeah i'm actually btk They noticed that the photos were not crime scene photos because the body was positioned differently in each one. Mm -hmm. A criminal photographer would never, ever move the body, because it was—it's a you Mm know—it's a crime scene. Yeah, an active crime scene. So the detective who had been on the case, like I said, was Landwehr, um, and the homicide section leader at the Eagle called him and told him that he had just gotten this letter from BTK. And Len Welder was like, that one gif of Snape, like, up against yeah. the wall. like Where he's like, <gasps> oh, yeah. like, oh my God, like, mm-hmm. are you fucking kidding me? They brought the letter to him, and as soon as he read it, he was literally in the hospital. His wife was moments away from getting her gallbladder removed. What? And he was like, fuck, it's him. He's like, oh shit, 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 shit. We're in so much fucking trouble. Fuck, 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 fuck. Like, he was freaking out. He realized he was holding a letter in his hand. He ho- realized he was holding his entire career in his hand. So he's like, I need to act fast. And, was, and like he needed to make a plan. He didn't want to fuck anything up. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to ruin anything, any possible minute thing that could go wrong with this to make them not be able to catch BTK. He wanted to have all his T's dotted and his I's crossed. Always. Um. So he begged... Eagle, well, basically, as a, as a police officer, was like, don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> you have to hold off on publishing it immediately because I need time to get organized. Mm-hmm. He, Landwehr, had... Were you going to say something again? I was just
1: going to say, it's good that they gave it to the police before they, you know, put it in oh, the
0: paper. Oh, yeah, 100%. They probably need to do that. but Legally, yeah. Yeah, I would hope so. So, Landwehr never had personally left the Ghostbusters. This case, like I said, was his whole career. And even 30 years later, he was still working the case. Uh, A year prior, he had a forensic center take a look at the DNA from the Otero and the Girl case because he believed for them to be uh, connected. And now he was calling them back, telling them it wasn't a cold case anymore and he needed the results right now. Wow. So, Landwehr contacted the Behavioral Science Unit and talked to a guy named Bob Morton, a behavioral analyst who uh, profiled serial killers for years. He worked at predicting criminal behavior, but also how to get them to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. With the task force going again, so Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. (laughs) um, Or more like Ghostbusters the one with all the girls. (laughs) Uh, Morton helped fine-tune the tactics that they had created in the 80s. So now they narrowed it down to um, kind of a list of what BTK was. They knew he likes publicity. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to call uh, news conferences that seemed like they were real, like to the actual, you know. Yeah news or the actual general public but they were specifically aimed to communicate with BTK he also said to imply that they were making progress on the case if BTK Uh. thought the police were suspecting him he'd be more reluctant to kill again and as we know BTK was very much aware of and always thought he was going to be caught so that was good job on their part Uh, The Eagle broke the news on March 24th of 2004. They also shared the story with a local news TV station. On the front page of the Wichita Eagle in huge letters, it read, BTK resurfaces after 25 years. I mean 30. (laughs) Um, Wichita was in a panic again, but this time the whole country took notice, and reporters from all over the world, maybe not the world, I think I meant the country, to go to fucking Wichita, Kansas. They were like, where's Wichita? We need to go. We need to Wichita." Um, on July 17th, an employee at a Wichita library found a plastic bag in the book drop, and inside the bag were letters signed BTK, and they obviously immediately called the police. The letter detailed a woman BTK had been stalking recently and explained everything he was going to do to her and to her son. They wanted the police to be aware, but they didn't want to print the letter. So a press conference was held. Landwehr said that people should... um, So they basically didn't want to know that BTK was also about to target a child. Yeah. So they wanted the press conference to not obviously indicate that children were going to be at risk. And so it was basically him just saying continue um, to practice personal and home crime prevention techniques, but he added that parents should teach these skills to their children. Um, Although the letter wasn't put out, people guessed BTK had made another threat based on the press conference. Mm -hmm. A month after the last BTK communication, they decided to change up the motherfucking rules. Instead of keeping BTK's communications a secret or waiting to hear from him, they were going to be proactive. They wanted BTK to respond in hopes that he, uh, he, they wanted to think he was going to gain control. He'd push their buttons, and now they were going to push the fuck out of his buttons. Three days after Operation Piss Off BTK, <laughs> Landwehr well, talked to reporters and talked about the poem that Nancy, or that they'd gotten, rather, about Nancy back in 1978. Um, Tuesday farted. So um, bad. The task for his primary goal was to invite BTK to respond either because he thought the police wouldn't make the connection with the note or for BTK to tell them how wrong they were because he was also really good at doing that, being like, y'all are dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm smart. BTK didn't reply. So on August of 26th, Six days after the other press conference, Landwehr held another one to tell public about a letter they received in 1979 where he wrote about a woman he wanted to kill, but he was unable to. Uh, Her name was Anna. Um, I didn't cover it before, but it was basically this woman he was going to, he was stalking and Mm -hmm. he didn't end up killing her. I think you
1: talked about it. You said that it ended
0: up being too difficult and he'd killed that family, right? uh, The mom and the sick kids? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, But again, BTK didn't respond. Police finally heard from BTK on October 22nd of 2004. A UPS driver found a strange package in a drop box in Wichita and told police. Inside, there was a forged page document labeled C2. It was chronological accounts of BTK's childhood and his early adulthood. Hmm. One thing Raider wrote was Master Basin Masturbation Reflections 10 to 11 years old Huh. If you masturbate, God will come and kill you Not true He said his mom had found semen in his underwear And punished him by spanking him with a belt He said hmm. Funny it hurt, but Sparky liked it Mother finally quit Sparky? And said, oh god, what have I done? Remember Sparky's his dick
1: Ew Remember, yeah No, I don't remember, and I plan on forgetting it again.
0: Um, In the letters, also, we talked about how he used to to sleep with sex workers, and he would use bondage on them. He also said he was born much earlier than he actually was. I don't know why. He said he studied Jack the Ripper, the Boston Strangler, Ted Bundy, and Richard Speck. He said the only Mm. one of them who had never been caught was the Ripper. Um... Could he also get away with it? like job, like... If you didn't send these dumbass letters. And no, you idiot, because Jack the Ripper was killing the women in the 1800s, not in 2004. <laughs> Things have changed. Like, drastically. Yeah. Raider, like I said, had picked um, his last victim, and he was feeling alive again because of all of this attention. Um, he was reading... He was on- feeling alive again. <laughs> yeah, which is horrible. He's really getting to put back it. to himself. So, we're in 2004 now, so he's reading online message boards dedicated oh to BDK nice. that said he was old, feeble, and no longer dangerous. This really pissed him off. He was like, what the... I'm 49, and I'm not feeble. And I'm hot. And I look like an angry <laughs> schnauzer named Hans. Um... And he was like, I'm going to prove them wrong. So November, I'm going to post nudes. I'm going to post... Shut the fuck he up. He basically does. He doesn't post... He, yeah, you're not completely wrong. Um, so, November 30th of 2004, Landwehr held another press conference and said BTK had sent them information on his background. On December 8th, 2004, exactly 27 years after killing Nancy Joe Fox... Rader used a payphone again as he had done the day after killing Nancy Joe. He called Cake TV and said this is BTK and the person working was like, "Yeah, right." And right. they hung up. <laughs> he literally just kept calling numbers saying used BTK and they would hang up. Like, they basically all just thought they were pranking because dur- back during that time when he actually was killing people, people would prank and say that they were BTK. Yeah. And he was getting so frustrated. He was like, Why is nobody taking me seriously? I am BTK. He's like, God damn it! Yeah. So he fucking called a convenience store, said, Do not hang up. There is a bomb in your store. BTW, I'm BTK. What the fucking shit? So this clearly got the manager's attention. Um, and so he told the manager to write down his instructions. BTK would be leaving a package in a specific spot, and the manager then called the police. And there was no bomb. <laughs> right.
1: uh,
0: on December 13th of 2004, a package was found by a man just kind of walking through the park. And so he took the package home. I would not have. No. But uh, inside was a Barbie doll with her hands tied behind her back. Sheets of paper were paper clipped to the Barbie doll. So the man who had picked up the box lived with his mother. So inside the box was also um, Nancy Joe's driver's license. And his mother recognized the name and she called the BTK news tip. There was a cameraman who walked in and shot a video of the package. And then he called the police and he retrieved the package. So she called the, the TV, I guess. She didn't call the police. Anywho, the police didn't understand why BTK was giving them his trophies. um, Because, you know, serial killers are very attached to them. So this just proved to them how much he wanted to show his clout as a serial killer. Yeah. Uh the letter detailed how he killed Nancy Joe. Um on on December twenty-fifth of two thousand four, Raider sent another Barbie doll. This time it was based off of Josie Otero's death. Hmm. It's panties were around its ankles, it had like a noose around its neck and it was tied to a pipe the way that her body had been found. It also included a letter asking, "Can I communicate with a floppy disk and not be traced to a computer?" Be honest. <laughs> Police were like, "No, it fucking didn't." Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Police were like, "Is this guy fucking serious?" Rader, be honest. Raider was be on, razor. <laughs> hello. Jesus Christ, that was the loudest text. Oh, I that ever was heard. me. My bad. Don't read my text. Um, Raider, uh, wasn't very tech savvy, but I don't know why I yelled at you not to read my text. Um, Raider was not very tech savvy, clearly, but he was getting tired of using the photocopier and sending a floppy disk would be much easier, but a thousand times dumber. The cops were like, yeah, no, totally. It'll be fine. We won't, we won't know anything at all. Just go ahead, send them all in. So on Yeah, give us all the floppy dosks you want. Floppy dosks. Um, <laughs> so on February 16th, 2005, um, before it had been January 2005, my apologies. So in uh, February, Raider sent a package to a local TV station and inside was a purple floppy disc. Police were like, fuck yos uh, but they told the media that they could talk about everything in the package, but they could not say anything about that floppy disk. Okay, cool. It, continu- it literally continues to blow my mind that a little purple-ass floppy disk is what took down BTK. I know. Um, so, when the police received the disk... You literally just pop it right into the computer. You just right click on the properties and they had every piece of information they needed. And maybe it's because I spend so much time on computers, but like, it's so easy. Explain
1: to people who don't know how they would have done this.
0: Okay, so like I said, you put the disk in the computer. So when... You put a disc or not like that anyone can do drive. this
1: now because floppy disks aren't a thing. Yes, yeah, so okay. I used to give my like my essays to teachers on floppy disks.
0: Yeah, I used to give my kids these gays d- d- kid days, these guys, kids know. these days, never know. Yeah, no, it's hard. Uh, they just do it all electronically. So imagine are thumb drives even a thing anymore? I don't know. Yeah. So basically, it'd be like if you plug when you plug in a flash drive to your computer. Your computer recognizes that you have something, a device into it. If you right click on it and you scroll down, there'll be a place that says info if you're on a Mac and it will say properties if you are on a Windows computer. I do not know what it says if you were on a Chromebook or something else. Anyway, when you click on it, it gives you all of the information about the disk, including the name of the disk. This one was called Dennis. Are you kidding? Uh Uh-huh. Elsa said it was registered to Christ Lutheran Church. So literally all they had to do was search Christ Lutheran Church, go to the page. Figure out who Dennis was. Well, and saw that the congregational president was Dennis Rader. Oh my God. 30 years. And it was a purple floppy disk. Jesus Christ. And a dumbass. It took a one dumbass and a floppy personal day. It took
1: some trust, because he was like, you guys, don't lie. You guys. And they were like, we won't. He's like, be honest. <laughs> and
0: they're like, no, yeah, Dennis, totally. You can't get, like, every piece of mation. Mation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay, let's keep going. So, the police were so excited. They literally it. could not believe it was that easy. They were, like... They are like, this fucking idiot. They were literally able... I mean, like, they were the cops. They were... (laughs) They found... They immediately found out Raiders' address and were, like, bye. Yeah. And so they drove as fast as their little Wichitonian asses could go. And once they approached Raider's neighborhood, they kind of started calming down and being like, Okay, we gotta play this cool, you guys. <laughs> right. They were like chugging beers and like Yeah, literally just think d- of the montage shoot, of
1: those cops. Yeah, they're like shooting, shooting off fireworks in their out, guns. No,
0: shooting their guns out the windows. <laughs> and then they're like, Wait, you guys, we cannot tip they're off Raider in any way. They're yeah, like no, so hammered. They're just snorting coke. They don't care at all. They're so happy. Everyone's like giving them peace <laughs> signs and high fives as they drive right. by So They have like
1: what you gonna do when they come for you? Yeah, playing? no, Because that no. song has come out by 2004 for sure. Right? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Of course it has. Oh, yeah, it is. So the cops were like, okay, you guys, we have to be chill. So they called Landwar and were like, um, we will rip the door off of this motherfucker's house and get him. But if you say it's okay. And Landwar was like, no, no." We need everything to be perfect. We can't just yeah. go into this guy's house. We need warrants. We need to know definitively that this is Dennis Rader before we go in guns a blazing. But I love your enthusiasm, your <laughs> z- zest, Um. Chutzpah. Yeah. First, they collected names, addresses, phone numbers, and descriptions—probably at email addresses at this point—of yeah. um, the rela- of relationships that Dennis had with. Any family, friend, coworker, or literally any other contact. Landward's ultimate goal was to get DNA from one of Dater Raiders, Dennis Raider's relatives, but without Raider finding out. Yeah, they found that Raider had a daughter named Carrie who sidetrack has written a book about all of this about finding out that her dad was a serial killer because yeah. she literally didn't find out until we all did, and it's it fucking so crazy. ruined her life. And you should read it in her own words. So, anyway. And this part really fucking sucks. And it makes me feel really bad for Carrie. Um, But, at the same time, cool. So, Carrie. Totally. uh, uh, Landwehr had a plan in mind. And he said that they could track down her DNA. uh, Or, no, no, no. They could track down any doctor she'd ever gone to. They could get her medical files. And they could get a subpoena for an old pap smear without her Ever even needing to know. What? As messed up as it seems what? because pap smears and medical information is so private, I was like, HIPAA? Right. And so I Googled it and found out, um, like from the actual HIPAA, um, that law enforcement are allowed to subpoena and receive someone's medical records without them knowing anything if it is in order to identify or locate a suspect, fugitive, witness, or a missing person. Interesting. So many disagreed with Lanwer because just it was such an invasion of privacy, because Carrie had done That's anything. It's a really intense way to do it. Like, they couldn't have, like, had a blood sample somewhere? Like, Really? Her cervix scrapings? Her cer- I, well, I mean, that was, like, the first thing that he was able to come up with because they literally got it from... Well, here, I'll, I'll explain. Okay. So, obviously, like I said, many people were like, eh, that's shady to do. And he's like, I wish there was another way to do this, but there's not. And we have to ask so fast. So, literally, two days after receiving this disc, the health facility at Carrie's former college had a pap smear slide. And a slide of it, not just, like, DNA results. They had, like, the smear. Um, Yeah. So police drove themselves to Topeka to get the slide and bring it back. So even though Derry's DNA was kind of difficult to obtain, there's a lot of allele and there's a lot of um, uh, things that go into DNA, and I'm not going to explain all of that. Yeah, please don't. But it doesn't matter because it was enough of a match to it was a hundred percent uh like they were related yeah a hundred percent and it was enough evidence to arrest Dennis Rader on February 25th of 2005 a I'm not even kidding you large as fuck arrest team made their way to Dennis Rader's home like literally I think it was over a hundred people holy shit there were people whose jobs were specifically to put handcuffs on him there were people there specifically to like to watch and make sure the safety of the people who were putting handcuffs on him it was intense
1: that's scary
0: so um they were waiting for dennis to come home and uh he was driving down their street and they pulled him over several detectives drew their guns at raider told him to get out lie on the ground and they cuffed his hands behind his back and it's like, how do you fucking like it now, you little bitch?
1: Yeah, how do you I hope they made those cuffs so tight.
0: Oh, they did. Because Raider, after being put in the back of the police car, complained his cuffs were hurting him too hard. Oh, my God. Oh, boo-boo, you so poor bad baby. I Aww. hope they were like, good motherfucker. Yeah, I would be like, I can make them tighter. If I actually like will to. be making
1: them tighter when you get out of the car. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So Raider was, <laughs> was brought to a building to be interrogated. They cuffed him to a table and began reading him. As Miranda writes, and he interrupted them and was just like, "I'll talk." Why? Cause
1: dang, yeah,
0: um, he wasn't. He's con- like, you guys, you
1: don't have to do this. I be- I gave you a floppy disk. You knew I wanted. This well, uh, well,
0: he didn't. Okay, so listen. So he wasn't confessing to anything, but once they showed Raider the floppy disk, he was like, Fuck. he was like, well, I can't weasel out of this. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, God damn it. You guys lied to me. He was actually pretty pissed off about that. Um, he asked, uh, so first he asked the FBI uh, if he would get, or he asked the investigators, uh, rather, if he would get the death penalty. They asked him how much jail time he would get. And would BTK have a hard time in prison because he had done things to children? Uh-huh. And he also asked if he could talk to his pastor because he really needed emotional help. Uh-huh. Um, and they were like, You can have all of the help you want, but you gotta fucking start talking. Yeah. So Raider asked if there was anything they could do with the DNA so it wouldn't be linked to him. But one of the officers was like, say it. He's like, just fucking say it. Say your name. And he's like, I'm BTK. Yeah. Uh, so.
1: Did, did they search his house and find other shit?
0: Oh, girl. Um, <laughs> he. So, like I said before, he was really mad at Landwer and he felt very betrayed. And he oh was like, God. why did you lie to me? Why did you lie to me and say that... I would have been this... like, eat your... No, oh, Landor? No, Landor literally laughed and was like, because I was trying to catch you, idiot. Oh my god. <laughs> like, doy. You... <laughs> like, he was literally just, like, fi- like getting yeah, him the finger-walking like, just... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, uh, you know, Raider Beard- uh, eventually confessed to everything, going into every detail of his murders, laughing, at his victims acting things out. He finally had like a stage to perform this, and so he's like, Well, might as well go out in a blaze of glory. Um they also said that Dennis like drew up sketches of things he had done, and they also had Dennis drop a sketch of their house so they could see where he kept his trophies. Hmm S-sl- little noise for when you turn the page. Right. <laughs> um, so there was a cabinet in his house that had a false bottom and underneath police found items like the original letters that he had sent because he photocopied the other ones. Mm. They found pictures of him, Whoa. like you said, practicing bondage on himself, so yeah. nudes. They found his nudes. Um, they found newspaper clippings of all of his victims. They found uh, bondage drawings, and they found some more of the Barbies, and they found some more of the driver's licenses. hmm uh-huh. So, there was a, um...
1: Hold it's up. It's the Barbie thing. They weren't the peoples. He just bought them separately.
0: He was weird, and, like, liked having something to look at, I guess. I don't know. You heard the poems, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um... There was a press conference, and they announced the capture, and they connected all 10 murders and told wow. everybody. And everyone was probably, like, popping champagne in Wichita, Kansas. Yeah. So. For sure. Yeah. And in a, in a last-minute decision, Rader decided to waive his rights to a preliminary trial. Hmm. Huh. Because he said the state had enough evidence against him and he didn't want a jury trial. So, he did not have a trial in front of a jury. He had a trial just in front of a judge.
1: Interesting.
0: He knew that there was enough evidence that, like, he knew...
1: He knew he was fucked.
0: He knew he was fucked. Yeah. Um, like,
1: without reasonable doubt, basically fucked.
0: Yeah, he knew that were fucked. They were fucked. And... Silver lining. At least he didn't have to put jurors through seeing and yeah. hear, hearing those details yeah. and seeing You're those. Surprisingly,
1: things. that he didn't want it to happen. You know,
0: kind of. Yeah, you a well, little like Jeff uh, or like uh, Ted Bundy loved like mm-hmm. relishing and that. Um, yeah, there needs to be more about uh, jurors, like acknowledging what jurors have to go through because yeah. they have to see such horrible 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 things yeah and here's
1: such horrible things sometimes hearing it is almost worse oh
0: and i mean i've heard it and the way he is so callously just telling the judge about it it sends shivers up your spine yeah
1: um
0: so he was found guilty by the judge and even though kansas had reinstated the death penalty in 1994 10 years prior um BTK's last murder happened when there wasn't the death penalty, and so he was found guilty for 10 counts of murder uh, and to serve 10 consecutive life sentences without ever a chance of parole during that time. On August 19th, Rader was sent to the El Dorado Correctional Facility. The earliest date that uh, Dennis Rader will will ever be able to leave prison is the year 2180. (laughs) Haha, <laughs> fuck you. And that is the story
1: of BTK. Of the, po- of
0: the murderer and poet <laughs> BTK. I God damn. He's a piece of crap. He's a big old piece of doo-doo and uh, he's
1: rotten away in Wichita.
0: Going back to um his daughter Carrie, definitely read her stuff. Um What was I going to say? Tuesday snored and it completely threw me off Mm. guard. Um, Let's see here. What was written on my... Oh, so anyways. um, Maybe a little bit of uh, pop culture references. There's a lot of really... I'm sorry. There are only shitty BTK movies. Yeah. The only one that I saw that was kind of good was the one I talked about a little bit, which was um, The Clove Hitch Killer. And that's All the about other, him? It's based off of him. He isn't BTK in it. All the other ones, it's like BTK, BTK, yeah. BTK. They're BT bad. Um, but there is also... I unfortunately could not tell you the name of the book right now, but I'm sure if you Google Stephen King, BTK, he wrote a book with a killer in it Interesting. that was kind of like BTK. And I was mentioning... His daughter earlier because she does not like, she does not want him to get, you know, uh, glorification. No, she has not spoken to him since 2004. I wouldn't. She, um, she said, she was like, I really love Stephen King, but I just know how much yeah. that, like, fucking, like, fed my dad's ego. Mm-hmm. So, That has been the horrible saga of BTK. Of BTK, Dennis Rader, Sparky. He's a piece of shit. Factor X. Bye. Uh, Bye, yeah. So, but, you know, um, let's end things on a happy note. Like, you know, following us on Twitter. And like, hey, it's almost
1: Christmas. At
0: Sisters Grim Podcast. Yeah,
1: yeah. I hope you all enjoyed this on the trips to your family's house.
0: I hope you're listening to this with your grandma. Yeah, we hope you're listening to this with your grandmas. Yeah. We hope you're listening to. We hope you're drinking
1: a big old glass of
0: eggnog. Yeah. Hopefully
1: there's booze in that eggnog.
0: Hopefully there's some kind of booze in that eggnog. And Uh, hopefully
1: you're not um, getting into any uh, bondage tonight. Hopefully you have bondage. But if you are, I hope
0: it's consensus. 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 And we'll be leaving you with this.
1: Peace on
0: come, earth, come.
1: can it be? And years from now, see, perhaps we'll see, see.